Hey guys, welcome back. My name is Meshach Canyon. Thank you for joining me as we continue working our way through the Acts of the Apostles. In today's lesson, we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 9, verses 19b through 31. And, you know, as I was thinking about this passage, there's a commercial. I'm not too sure that many of you go, you guys would have seen it before because it's not a it's not an American commercial, uh, but it's from some other country. I don't know where, but I'm sure YouTube knows. In this commercial, a daughter uh, gives her elderly father an iPad. He has no idea what it is. And so one day she comes over his house um, and to her dismay, she discovers that he's been using this thing as a chopping board. In his mind, it's probably the best chopping board of all time because it's made of glass and it looks expensive. He doesn't know how it enhances the, the cutting experience, but he's using this iPad as a chopping board. Well, his daughter comes and she shows him what an iPad is for and how to use it. And then he experiences the benefits and the joy of using this iPad as an iPad rather than as a cutting board. And so this part isn't in the commercial, but I imagine in, in my own mind, I added to it, right? Suppose this guy has been teaching all his other friends who use their iPads that they received from their children for Christmas gifts. They've been using it as cutting boards. What's he going to do now that his eyes have been opened? And his daughter has shown him the way, as it were. I know I'm being a little bit on the nose, but we know what he's going to do. He's going to go and tell his friends, here's how you use it. And if you use it in this way, you're going to get all the benefits out of it. Well, to get back into the story, once the Apostle Paul meets Christ, I imagine it's actually a blessing that for the next few days, he was sitting there fasting and blinded and waiting for Ananias to come and open his eyes. Because you got to believe that in his mind, he's just running through all these things, all these Old Testament passages that point to the Messiah. And now that he knows that Jesus, the crucified Savior, is the promised Messiah, all these things are finally coming together for him. And we know that that's the case because as soon as he receives his sight, what does he do? He goes out and starts proclaiming that Jesus is the Son of God. And instead of the Christians who were afraid of his arrival um, being filled with fear, now the people who were on his side, the Jewish officials, they turn against him. But Paul is so zealous and he's so filled with gratitude because the penny has finally dropped. Everything is coming together. He knows how to use the iPad now. But now he's taking this newfound knowledge and going back to his sisters and brothers who didn't know how to didn't know who the Messiah was. The penny hadn't dropped. The puzzle hadn't been put together. They were still missing that critical piece. He goes to them and begins preaching and teaching with his profound knowledge of the Bible, how it is that Jesus is the Messiah and what it means for all of them. Well, the tables have turned, man. The tables have turned. It's like one of those spy movies where uh, at the very end, right at the climax, you realize that there's a spy in the camp. But in this instance, someone's mind has been enlightened. Their eyes have been opened. They see clearly. And now things aren't going the way that the Jewish officials expected them to go. And they're so enraged by the Apostle Paul's uh, change uh, that they begin hunting him. He who came to hunt Christians is now being hunted by those who sent him to hunt the Christians because he's joined the Christians. He's become a disciple of Jesus. And now the next thing we see is that this big, bold, 
a Pharisee who came with soldiers to arrest people. He's being lowered down the side of a building in a basket in service of Christ. And I bet he's the happiest guy in the world as he's being lowered in that way. Well, now, as we continue working through the, the Acts of the Apostles, we're going to see a Paul who has everything put together. His eyes have been opened and he's on a mission to make Christ known to everybody he meets. First to Jews, but as we'll see later on, primarily to the Gentiles. Let me say a prayer for you. Heavenly Father, man, as the Apostle Paul prayed in Ephesians, I pray that the eyes of our hearts may be opened, that the eyes of our understanding may be filled with your spirit, that we may see and we may know the hope to which you've called us, that we may know the glorious inheritance that is ours in Christ Jesus, and that like Paul, we may be filled with purpose and passion and conviction to take the message which was salvation to us, to those who have yet to hear it and believe it. Fill us with your spirit, O Lord, so that the way we take the message is delivered with love, with conviction, with boldness. But since it's a message of peace, let it be delivered with peace in such a way that it goes down deep into the, into the heart of those who hear it. And I pray, God, that you would accompany our sharing as we'll see that you accompany Paul's sharing with your signs and your wonders so that people may see and believe and also become your children. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, I mean, as you guys can expect, when the news comes back that the Apostle Paul, the former persecutor, is now a disciple, you know, that kind of that kind of adds an agenda point to the meeting. And so next time we're going to look at some of the responses taking place back in Jerusalem in Acts chapter 9, verses 32 through 42. Until then, guys, peace. <laughs>